what my spiritual journey has taught me is that even if I do have those low moments, which we're human, we're going to have to go back to those tools and those practices and not be so, not be so fucking hard on yourselves. Welcome to Leaders Labyrinth. I am your host, Michael Grant. We take you on a journey with resilient individuals who share how they have achieved the extraordinary. This show is designed to empower you to take the lead in your life's quest through the wisdom of our leaders, inflicting truth, possibility, and fueling your hearts with passion of what sets your souls on fire to becoming your best version of self. Eckhart Tolle, spiritual leader and best-selling author, once said, Some changes look negative on the surface, but you will soon realize that space is being created in your life for something new to emerge. Today's leader in our labyrinth is a certified energy healer and tantric transformation coach, focusing on self-love, intimacy, relationships, and self-empowerment and attracting abundance. She hosts her own podcast, the Love Sex Money Magic Podcast, and is also a hypnotist for subconscious reprogramming. It is my pleasure to introduce to you, Davina Serpentine. We are deep in the labyrinth with the powerful, spiritual, and magical Davina Serpentine. Davina, it's a pleasure to have you with us in the labyrinth. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm feeling, you know, energized. I am ready to have a fun time and just dive into all these magical things with you, all the talks. So I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. Thank you for uh, letting me know and thank you for being here and very excited to uh, dive into your wisdom, your expertise and what you really do for uh, your type of service. And you are a woman that services people in many different ways. So your methods have enabled your clients to create financial abundance, to elevate their intimacy, heal emotionally and attract their desired life partners. So you're an expert of spiritual cleansing, tantra practices, money hypnosis, business coaching, chakra scanning, performing specific rituals and ceremonies and ultimately empowering people to live fuller lives through deep energy work. Did I get that right? Or is there anything that I missed? You, you definitely got that right. Yeah, I love like how you kind of just combined all those things and said it in your own way. But yeah, that's that's what I do. And I love it. I really do. It's I feel like I'm really living out my my dharma, my life path, my soul's mission. So it feels really amazing to be doing this um, for a living. <laughs> well, it takes it takes an amazing person to do this type of stuff. So um, what I think we're interested in learning first off is what was the path for you that kind of inspired you to start doing this type of work? Yes, that's a great question. Um, I think honestly, like a lot of it had had started when I was going through like a lot of, you know, pain and just wanting to find find myself again when I was um, kind of towards the middle, towards end of high school. I really started having these deep realizations that I wasn't fully happy and I was just tired of um, all the, all the bullshit that I was putting myself through and, um, the things that I had experienced that were kind of wearing on my energy. And I was like, what, what can I do, you know, to, to find healing and to find happiness in my life, just moving through depression, moving through like toxic friendships, relationships, and, um, finding myself again, started with really the discovery of yoga and the discovery of, holistic and natural alternative healing and medicine and it kind of just took me on this crazy journey to where I'm at now but yeah it's it's been quite a journey and um, a lot of it has to do with self-transformation and wanting to improve and better myself and it's just the passion of helping others has always been there since I can remember so I kind of feel like it got integrated in some way. I feel like anyone that has the pleasure to know you gets that that ideology from you and gets that type of passion and that energy that you are really all about this lifestyle of transformation and you really care and you live and breathe this every day. Uh, the theme I was hearing about what brought you to this place in your life was suffering. 
and how suffering can be our biggest catalyst for uh, transformation, but also self-enlightenment and kind of taking those shots on the chin or getting kind of kicked in the teeth when, you know, life gets you down, but it kind of prompts us to find strength and resilience inside to recreate ourselves. Um, I, I guess I just kind of saw a little bit of myself in your story there. Um, so you started this around the high school era? Yeah, I was moved. It was towards 2011, 2011 when I really started kind of diving deeper into um, my like finding myself, like really finding and discovering myself. So that was kind of a little bit after junior year, like moving out of junior year. I think during junior year was like one of my darkest times. So I was trying to like reawaken back into myself and find my find myself again. And um, yeah, I just think I was just tired of feeling crappy and being so mean to myself. And um, that's where like a lot of the work kind of began, just wanting to move out of that space and I'm so blessed with all the spiritual mentors, mentors, guides, and friends that I found along the path because I've really met some amazing people and I have some incredible people in my life um, to this day. And it's just so it's just so amazing to to just um, to you know be able to look back and be like, holy shit! Like I've grown so much, but there's still so much work to do. Is how I feel like. I don't think it's ever going to stop. Like, I love that I can wake up and just start again every single day. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you were, you and I were chatting about this before the episode that this type of inner work is a constant. It's not like you can wake up one day and say, I achieved spirituality and now I don't have to work at it anymore. But it's, it's like a momentum. Uh, there's like a, um, a, um, a dividend that gets paid off when you do the work consistently. And, um, but it's an everyday practice. Uh, there's a really good saying, uh, it's a, it's, it's applies to baseball, but it's that yesterday's home runs do not win today's games. So you have to constantly like hold the bat. You have to constantly swing and, you know, play for that best version of yourself. Yes, absolutely. And I also tell people to not be so hard on themselves if they like, you know, if they like have off off days or off moments but it's really about like getting to that level of mastery where you're like where you can re like emerge back into that space where you're like okay like I know I have the tools now to feel better or to you know to like shift my mindset to you know not feel this crappy way it's like all about really using those tools and I think that's really part of what my spiritual journey has taught me is that even if I do have those low moments, which we're human, we're going to have to go back to those tools and those practices and not be so, not be so fucking hard on yourselves. Because I think a lot of us are super critical of ourselves. I know I am. I still work on it every day, but I'm super critical of myself still to this moment, to this day. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. And it's just, I think, uh, like a life journey to identify those, those parts and be honest about them and um take steps towards addressing them instead of instead of resisting um so what would you say to someone who's listening right now who's in 11th grade and having a hard time i would say to truly find the support that you need um find the support that you need i know sometimes like at that age it's hard to talk to your friends because they may not understand but you know what people do when they're suffering is that they numb themselves through these different um you know forms of numbing it can be through um drugs it can be through partying it could be through sex it could be through anything and so um I would say really talk to somebody like talk to like a mentor or talk to somebody that like at your school talk to somebody that can really like hear you out and give you the advice that you need um I don't know why I'm so emotional right now (laughs) that's okay I'm good though. I'm just, this is reminding me of a lot of stuff from the past. So. And you've come such a long way and, and you've created such a, a powerful uh, version of yourself from those ashes. Um, and so thank you for being open and vulnerable and honest with us. 
Um, it's the full moon. It's getting me all emotional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of energy. Yeah. But I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate your honesty. Um, okay. If I were to ask you, like, if somebody wanted to become a spiritual coach or a business coach and kind of do follow the path that you're on, where would that person need to start? I would definitely say start on social media, but this is the thing. There's so many people doing like in the coaching industry. It's like a crazy industry where you can really like have an uncapped income and you can, you can create success by, you know, really just starting. So my biggest thing is start, but find a coach, a mentor, a teacher that really resonates with you. Like, Find somebody that you love, like you love their energy. You love like how they show up. You love how they like pour into you. And because there's, like I said, there's millions of people. And so it can, that can be the hard part. You're like, uh, who do I go to? But, um, find, do your, like do your due diligence and find like, cause social media is a great place to connect with other people and businesses. But I would say for sure, like, Find someone through social media that you really, really resonate with their messaging, with how they show up, um, you know, maybe potentially try like a session with them. There's um, coaches that offer free consultations and trust your intuition um, on, you know, who to work with because there's so many of us in the online space, but it's such a great place to connect and to build um, connections, to network, to build friendships. Like it's just amazing. It's an amazing place. And um, I think that would that would be where I would say to start, to start by like kind of like soul searching online um, and finding somebody that resonates with you and that you, you know, think could potentially really help you because there's so many of us online. But it's a great industry to be in because – you can really succeed if you decide to start and you give it your all. And it sounds like it doesn't take a whole lot of capital to start something like that. It sounds more just kind of plugging in the idea, creating some content and then getting the word out there. Would you say that's kind of a fair assessment on a, on a first step? Yes and no. The reason I say yes and no is because, you know, yes, content is good and all that, but you want to make sure that you also have like you know what you're doing. So when I say just start, like, you know, what is it that you bring to the world? What is your gift that if you're starting your business online and you want to do some like spiritual healing or you want to be like a teacher, like, well, people want to know. It doesn't matter like if you've been doing it for a long time or not, but it's all about like how you're serving others and um, how you're, you know, are you, are you truly like, do you truly love to do this? Who have you learned from, you know? So I think, it's easier to do something like this if you yourself have actually gotten the help that you need to help you like level up on this journey. So that's why I think it's not a necessity, but it is to have a mentor. So definitely find somebody to work with that can teach you, whether it's like a spiritual teacher, a business coach, somebody that can really kind of help you get through the shortcuts of this type of business. Um, but entrepreneurship is definitely a beautiful and wild journey. Um, but I definitely think it's more than content that's needed. Like you, you should at least have some sort of mentor in your life or like a few mentors that are helping you progress. Cause then how are you going to help other people? Wonderful answer. Thank you. Thank you for so much context and, uh, so much information. That's uh, fantastic. Um, if I were to shift into your expertise into what you teach your clients, And one of those things that as a term that people might be unfamiliar with, which is the term Tantra, could you expand on the definition on Tantra practices? This is my favorite. I love when people ask me this. And the reason I say, the reason I'm smiling about it is because there's literally no one way to describe it, but I'm going to, I'm going to share like what's coming. I'm going to kind of channel and share what's coming through right now to describe Tantra. But so Tantra is really like, it's becoming whole within yourself and it's that divine union within yourself and within God, within source, within spirit. It's the masculine and feminine polarity of the heroes gamos. It's like the sacred union, the sacred marriage. And what I really love about Tantra so much is that it invites you 
deeper into all of who you are, deeper into like your shadows, deeper into um, all aspects of you. And it invites you to love yourself more and deepen within yourself more so that you can also love others and deepen with others more. So it's very, very helpful whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're um, sharing intimate moments with somebody or not, there's always something that you can benefit from. And I think um, in the society that we kind of like has society has evolved throughout history and everything, people have always been kind of shamed for their for their um, sexual expressions. Um, and especially women, you know, they had a hard time really expressing themselves or like them showing up in their fullness. So now like you're seeing a big shift in the world. So men are now stepping deeper into their power, into their embodied Um, versions of themselves they're learning how to really not hide from their emotion how to really be leaders in the world and how to move away from the old like programs and patriarchal systems of oppression of control of like overly being aggressive and um, women are also learning how to really embody their feminine essence um, to really bring healing to themselves and understand that it is safe for them to also be like you know awakened into their sensuality and into their wholeness but really what tantra is it's an it's an invitation to love yourself um on the deepest level ever and to almost see this life as a uh, as a dance it's like this dance of love like where you're like learning to like re-emerge into your heart and coming back into that wholeness it's really beautiful it's hard to put it into one word really it's just it's not gonna happen but that's how that's how I feel like is what I would like to explain to you guys today like a short little version I love it I love it uh it's very powerful um what is one type of coaching method that you use for I guess tantra practices for your clients absolutely um well I'm a yogini meaning like yoga is my path and what I teach are yogic philosophies and um yoga has been like a huge huge part of my healing journey and my empowerment journey um and my transformation journey so I always integrate some aspects of that into the work that I do so tantra yoga is what I teach so we do a lot of um, breath work so that we can really move the energy in the body and it is so so empowering when my clients um, start to understand and learn that their sexual energy their erotic energy is really like what activates everything for them like their their self empowerment empowerment it helps them you know become more magnetic to their desires so if they're like really wanting to understand like that their sexual energy isn't it's not bad it's actually good for them it's just about channeling it to you know bringing it up into their body bringing it into their heart and channeling that energy so that they can create more pleasure and magnetism because I think humans have been shamed for pleasure and it's not always it's not always pleasure isn't always like sexual it's not always like you know, relating to sex, but your sexual energy does really play a huge role. And so when people are lacking that, that connection, maybe they've experienced trauma, maybe they haven't had sex in a while, or they're not like, they're having some sort of blockages for whatever reason, doing tantric practices can really help like awaken that self love energy back into your body and your sensuality and your just within you it's just so healing so we do um a lot of breath work tantra yoga um different things I really like to incorporate my hypnosis into my sessions because it's a great way to help my clients like move through um any limiting beliefs and also help them deeper deepen into their manifestations amazing amazing thank you for that so you and I we had a powerful session yesterday and we did a chakra scan um, and it felt really amazing after our session. Could you teach our audience what are the seven chakra points and what do each of them indicate? Sure. Yeah, I would love to. So um, our first chakra, well, there's actually eight, there's more than seven chakras, but we're going to just keep it simple today. So we'll we'll keep it simple. (laughs) So the first one is the root chakra. It's at the base of your spine. And this one formulates before you're even born, like literally age zero to like 
three, four. And so this is a chakra that is pretty much, it resembles our financial stability and it can be our fears towards finances or it could be like once we start really doing the work and healing, like you start really understanding like the law of abundance. And so um, each chakra has like a balance, right? Whether it's unbalanced or balanced. So um, there's a lot to say about it, but the root chakra is very important because it's also when you feel safe, safe in your body, safe like wherever you are. It's um, really, really the beginning point. Um, and then we move into the sacral chakra, which is right up below the navel. And this is the orange chakra. And it's really all about, you know, your creativity, your emotions, um, your sexual energy. And this is where, like, the sexual energy, your eroticism, like, lies in the body. And if it's unbalanced, you could potentially be a sex addict. And you, if it's unbalanced, you could potentially not also have any, like, connection to your sexual energy. So, but if it's balanced, you know, what's the opposite of that? You're balanced in your energy, in your sexual energy and in your creativity. So, um, then we move into the solar plexus and the solar plexus is right at your stomach. This is like our willpower. It is, it's the color yellow and it rules our, our willpower, our drive, our motivation to get things done, our confidence. It's such a powerful place, the solar plexus. And then we move into the heart chakra, which is all about love and balance and harmony. And when it's blocked, you could potentially, you know, feel that you don't have any love and support or you don't, you're not doing, like you're not connected to that part of you that wants to love yourself. And then if it's balanced, um, you know, you're balanced in your heart chakra, you're doing the things daily to let, to love yourself and to unlearn those old behaviors and those um, old patterns of maybe self-sabotage. Um, and then we move into the throat chakra, which is communication and clarity. And I love the throat chakra because, you know, people tend to have a hard time speaking their truth. And when you really balance your throat chakra, you're like, you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest with others. You're speaking your truth. You're, um, you're sharing yourself through your voice and it's easier for you to be you know straightforward with yourself and with other people so then we move into the third eye chakra right between the brows and this area is great for vision and clarity like if you are blocked here you probably are struggling to see clearly or potentially think clearly your intuition might be blocked off but if it's you know, if, if it's all balanced, you're able to see clearly, you have clarity and you feel good about the decisions you make because you're intuitive, you're connecting to your intuition. And then this, um, the crown chakra at the top of your head is your connection to the divine and just connecting to the divine, whatever that means for you, whether it's God, whether it's source, whether it's Holy Spirit, or higher power, um, it's connecting to that divine energy and being able to channel, like connect to that channel of love from the divine. And so when that is open, you are feeling connected to something higher than yourself. You're feeling um, like you have maybe more faith, right? Without seeing things in the tangible. Um, and then if, if it's blocked off, you might just feel really depressed. You might feel like, you know, like you don't have support from God or the universe you might feel a little you know just tired like there's definitely a lot of work to be done on the chakras every day but you can also heal your chakras and activate them through energy work through meditation through different mantras different um foods that you eat different colors that you wear so it's it's fun thank you so much for that after our chakra session yesterday I felt like I could run through a wall it was very, <laughs> the energy shift was like really significant. And like my, I told you my chest felt like very powerful. It was, and I felt really light. So it was my first time doing that. Um, so uh, I definitely recommend someone uh, who hasn't done it before to just, you know, be a little open-minded, check it out and see if it's something for you. Thank you so much. And every session I do is so different. It just really depends on my client's needs. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just why, like, I feel like the realm of work I do is so unique. I love it. But I appreciate your feedback on that. It was such a great time. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Um, so if I were to ask you, because you've been doing this for an, a, a significant amount of time, uh, what do you feel is the attribute that people are lacking that prevents them from living a fuller life that they desire? I think it comes down to control, like maybe like feeling like wanting to having like a life that they're living and they're they're afraid of change. So I think a lot of the times transformation and healing happens when you let go of control and you allow things to change. You allow yourself to experience the pain and the suffering and then, you know, get cleansed by that and start anew. So I really think it comes down to are you willing to let go of what your old stories are, what your old life, your old programs are and try something? It's it's the willingness to try something new, I believe. I feel like it's like when people are so fixed on their pain or so fixed on where they are, it makes it so much harder for them to like want to better themselves or want to do something different. But sometimes we just have to try, you know. Absolutely. And, and uh, I like that answer and, and because it, it really reinforces the how programmable we are as creatures and how those routines can become so just part of our everyday life and become very familiar and comfortable. And as human beings, we like predictability. We like familiarity because because we're safe. And we're wired to have survival skills embedded in our thinking process. So we look for threats, but if there's no threats, we're okay. Mm. And just like you're talking about when we expand ourselves and we go into situations that are unfamiliar or that are uncomfortable, we don't have control over what's going to happen because we don't know, we can't predict it. But then we step into a, a different version of ourself, whether that's through uh, your professional career or doing something like skydiving or um, doing something that's just completely different that you like play a new sport or something like that. Um, if there is one or if there is someone who wants to, let's say, increase significantly their income and like, let's say right now they do okay. They make like 150 grand a year, but they want to start making like 1.5 million annually. They really want to step it up. Um, what is something that someone like that can do for spiritual work to start tapping into a higher frequency or, or that state of mind. Definitely. This is where like the fun part comes in for with what I do, because obviously there's so many different things that you can do. Like you can do like the more logical business strategy stuff, or you can do, which I think both are needed in any kind of scaling or growth in your life and for your business and for your finances. But I think healing your money shit is what it comes down to. It's like, asking yourself like what is my relationship to money like how do I feel about you know money right now do I because I think really it comes down to your connection your relationship to it and understanding it as an energy and everything is energy in my opinion you don't have to agree with me but this is my perspective everything is um energy and so when you really start to do the deep healing work that comes with Um, money with abundance with wealth with luxury you really do start to tap into that frequency of abundance and you shift yourself out of that like scarcity or lack mentality because I know tons of successful people that um even some clients of mine that still they were make they've been make they were making a lot of money but they still felt this nervousness about having more or like they felt scared of losing it you know, like that's a big fear that some people with a lot of money actually struggle with. I know this is that they have so much, they've accumulated so much wealth, but they're afraid that it's going to go. And so they don't, they're very careful with their money or they're very like tight with their money. And that actually is, that actually is um, terrible for you because you're actually blocking abundance from coming in. You're blocking prosperity. You're blocking blocking the flow, the flow of money into your life. And so I would for sure start with some daily meditations on abundance. Some um, some of my favorite things that I do include NLP, so neuro-linguistics reprogramming, like reprogramming my mind and my words and my thinking. Um, EFT tapping is tapping on different meridians in the, of the body to move through those limiting beliefs. I like to write affirmations on my mirrors. 
So when you get ready in the morning and you go to like brush your teeth, you see it there, right? You may not be saying it out loud, but your subconscious mind is taking everything in. So that's where like I really specialize, the subconscious mind. And we don't realize sometimes how much fear we have on like losing something. So like let's say you haven't even, let's say like you're making a decent amount of money, but you're like, okay, how do I take it to the next level? Keep on doing the inner work with money. So it could be like, hiring somebody and working with them it could be just the daily things like I mentioned like the meditations um treat yourself to a spa experience go spend some time in like a luxury area and like really visualize like yourself like bringing that abundance in like give back it's like the giving and receiving money is always just being circulated so when you if you're not if you're if you are somebody that has a lot of money, but you're not, um, you're being greedy with it, that's also going to block your abundance. So it's about like learning to invest in the right things, of course, and also like really becoming aware. It's the awareness of how do I truly feel about abundance and money. And I truly think there's so much healing in the collective to be done because money has used to be seen as like, it's changing, I think, more now. But in the past, it was like money is evil. Only like evil people have money. Only rich people are evil. And it's like those thoughts are what's stopping you. You know what I mean? For people that probably aren't more aware of the abundance mindset. But I feel like as the world is shifting, more people are becoming aware of like the energetics of all of it. Um. But I would say really just start with the inner work um, that you can do. It's like the simple meditations on the on, on a daily basis, your affirmations. Um, hypnotherapy is great. Um, I've had some clients like literally like it's crazy. One of my clients recently was like dealing with some limiting beliefs and they were they, they're in sales. And they this is one of my clients that sells solar door to door. And um, people, I'm not going to say names, of course, because that's private, but people were sometimes would give this client shit like, oh, like get a real job, but he's making a great amount of money. It's just he was having like these like weird be- beliefs, this like these this one week, right? He was just like clouded by these thoughts of negativity. And we did a hypnotherapy session on um, abundance and money and literally the next day he closed like 135,000 um just in sales in three sales and it was like boom 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 but it was the shift it was like the inner shift within his subconscious and him feeling good like when you spend money do it from a place of love do it from a place of like oh I, I'm so grateful that I get to spend this and bless somebody with this not like, oh, I have to do this or da, da, da. And we can all catch ourselves. I don't think anybody's perfect, no matter if you do, you know, coaching or you're practicing every day. It's about just being more aware of how you are emanating that abundance energy. And it will come back to you. It always does. I love that. There's so much to unpack in what you just shared with us. And it was so significant to um, the... The, the mindset of earning potential of your professional endeavors, your investments. What I got from that was the relationship with money. Now, the way I see it is there's two relationships, either money controls me or I control the money. And I think a lot of us can identify with victimizing ourselves by not having enough. And obviously a lot of people, most Americans probably struggle with money issues. Um, and that becomes a daily mantra for a lot of people that, you know, money, there's a lack, there's a lacking mindset, but when that shift happens and there is a, a, a worthiness of attracting abundance because you said money is circulating it's everywhere there's money all around you and those who are awakened enough to understand that concept have the capacity to tap into that and to sustain it um but there's a lot of emotional um attachment that comes with earning and managing finance. I wish that financial literacy was a part of elementary education. I wish that 
we were indoctrinated into financial education from an early young age because it's a one of the biggest parts of living in today's society but it's just not that way so our relationship with money is just skewed and it's unhealthy um but anyway i really appreciated what you said i completely agree with what you said about financial literacy and i've like kind of been saying that for a while now and it's like it's sad though because like some people don't even have parents that can teach them that um and just like the those basic like understandings of it you know it's just like wow like and that's what I think really differentiate have you if anyone here there's so many books that we can recommend obviously but I just wanted to say rich dad poor dad like that's a great kind of like introduction into like the mindset because of one of his dads being rich one of his dads being poor um and just like the different teachings that he like pro they programmed his son and so it's a great place to start I mean there's so there's I'm sure you and I could both tell them so many different books but just start by some like either YouTube or find some books on this I mean there's so many things out there for you guys there's so much free education but I don't think that anything is as is as amazing as actually working with somebody one-on-one and getting that like deep support awesome so can you cast a spell on me to make a million dollars next year, Davina? Hold on. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd just ask to just see if it would work, but we'll have to talk um, about that. That'll be a separate time. session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could work some magic. <laughs> uh, for okay, if we were to shift into intimacy. And for people who are single, who desire a romantic long-term partner, but they haven't been with a person seriously in a long time and are starting to question if they'll ever find love or that connection, what would you say are like three things that person can do today to begin manifesting a relationship that they desire? Absolutely. Well, I would for sure start with some vision casting. Um, I would, or vision questing, like I would definitely... So I've done something for like probably like five, six, seven years now, and I've always created vision boards. Um, you know, if you're more of a digital person, you can create it from Pinterest. You can find some awesome imagery on there. But I would start with like vision questing or vision casting and really like visualize like what does this person that I'm wanting to in my life, like my significant other, what do I want them to like be like, look like, feel like, like get into the emotions of it. And just every single day, like, get up and get ready for you. Like, really pour that love into you. Like, you know, do your gym workouts. Go to yoga. Um, you know, get ready. Like, don't just, like, stay in your PJs all day. Get out into the world. So especially if you're single and you're, like, I, I will say I'm not judging anybody that uses dating apps. I've never used a dating app in my life. Um, and I know that in this day and age, it's very popular. Nothing against it. But I think that there is there is potential to also meet people organically. Go to the places that you like. You know, go to those um, wherever it is. Like if you're like a coffee person, if you're if you like books, if you like concerts, like just get into those places more frequently where you know there's potentiality for there to be more like for you to meet people so I would that would be like the third one the third one would be like get out more and do do more like activities that involve like you being in like public places where there's a potentiality where you can meet somebody um but back to number two like you know really loving yourself and like taking care of your vessel taking care of like your your mental health your emotional health your spiritual health all those things are going to draw your your the one that the partner that you desire into your life so do things that make you feel desirable dress up in ways that make you look desirable like just this is kind of like glamour magic now that we're stepping into this aspect of it but like really just don't forget about you like don't allow like yourself to get into into like a depressed state of mind where it's like oh I don't I don't have anybody nobody's gonna ever love me it's like no you are worthy of love and you're so close to finding that person but just keep doing the inner healing and the work um back to the first one vision casting really like visualize them every day and just send that emanate that love frequency to them like wherever that person is is on the planet or in the world just know that like it's you're you're drawing them in those are just simple, three simple ones I would start with. 
Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for that. So for people that have not yet fully healed from past traumas and it's affecting their ability to maintain a healthy relationship, what kind of guidance would you give to a person like that? Definitely. Um, well, I would say that, you know, the healing journey is like a life journey, but it's about becoming aware of like where you have those issues and try not to project them onto your partner. Right. Because then that's going to create like an imbalance. Um, but getting support, getting the support that you need, getting a, a relationship coach, a therapist, talking to somebody that can help you move through that and, uh, doing that inner healing work and committing to it. I think just doing the thing is what's going to help you like getting into that space where you're actually getting that support from a coach, a teacher, um, some sort of mentor is going to be the best place to start. Excellent. Excellent. Um, when you were, uh, younger, was there somebody that inspired you to start doing this type of work or was there someone that you looked up to a lot? It's interesting that you say this. Um, but I honestly feel like it was my inspirations were it wasn't like anybody necessarily like close to me, but I feel like I just got inspired on my journey through like just different aspects of different people that I met along the way, you know, like people that were exuding happiness, people that were exuding like wholeness, people that were exuding confidence, um, that were empowered in their sexual energy, like just it didn't mean that I had to be close to them or to really know their story, but just the energy of people is what really inspired me, I think, the most. Um, but there wasn't like a specific like person, which is kind of weird and interesting now that I think about it. No, that's a cool answer. I like that. Um, so if I were to ask you, can you tell us what does the word leadership mean for you? Love this one. Leadership to me is like, leading yourself leading yourself back to to wholeness back to like love like so when you can really lead yourself you can lead others so like really start by leading yourself and I think that's a good beginning now that you've come this far in your work what does your next labyrinth look like for you amazing um well I'm starting to do more in-person stuff and retreats I'm all the retreats that I'm doing are like what I'm most, that's like the next step of my business because I was doing in-person stuff, one-on-one -on -one and group stuff. And then, um, you know, t doing like one-on-one -on -one and stuff like that on Zoom, a lot of sessions on Zoom. But now it's all about, I feel like just like fun and big in the retreat realm. So like come for a night or two nights or three nights or whatever. And let's really dive into this. Like it's like an intensive, like, journey but you're gonna leave like renewed you're gonna leave like reawakened like you know like let what needs to release release and leave like a new person so me and uh, a good friend of mine um she and I are gonna be collaborating on some fun stuff but we're doing couples retreats singles retreats um two to one so me and her are guiding like if it's like a one person that just wants complete private like we're doing that um and all women's and all men's doing a lot of stuff <laughs> very exciting very cool excellent excellent um and explain to us how does discipline work for you in your life definitely a good question um discipline is like it's about like literally like keeping yourself accountable so um accountability and just like you know even if you're like oh I don't want to do it today because blah 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 it's like shifting out of that and going like, I get to do it. I get to wake up and do it and just moving through anything to like stay on top, on track, you know? So it's kind of like somebody that wants to like get in shape or better their mindset. You've got to stay disciplined. You got to give it your all every day. That's such a powerful uh, shift. That word get to do, it changes the narrative on everything. Um, it's not like, oh, I have to um, you know, go to work, but I get to go to work and bring value to people in this way. I get to interview Davina today. I get to go see my family on Sunday. Um, all these things that 
sometimes can feel like a block, it's because we're making it a block and we're making it a uh, inconvenience when really it's, it's a blessing. Mm, yes. And, and it, I feel like the more I identify a blessing in my life, the more of a blessing it becomes. Absolutely. It's that, like, it's almost like going back to that space of gratitude. And I, I think it can be hard, easy, easy for people to forget that, they, that they're grateful <laughs> for so much, but it's, it's also yeah. like reminding ourselves like, holy shit, like this life is, this is an amazing life. Like I'm going to have my ups and downs. I'm going to feel like shit like here and there probably because <laughs> it's life, but I get to live this life and I get to, you know, have all these, like these blessings of everything I have. It's just, it's a mindset. It really is. But we got to remind ourselves what we're grateful for every single day. <laughs> grateful for you. Grateful for you. <laughs> we will be right back with 20 degrees deeper into the labyrinth with our leader, Davina Serpentine, after a word from our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Imagine Collective, your premier experience agency leading California's central and southern regions in event planning and management, digital and experiential marketing, brand partnerships, and more. Serving all coastal and inland communities from Monterey County down to San Diego County in the great Golden State. One of my favorite things about Imagine Collective is they donate a portion of their proceeds to a trusted charity of your choosing for each service they provide. Contact them today at 323-207-9572 and visit their website for more information at theimaginecollective.com. Mention Leaders Labyrinth and enjoy 20% off your first service. Imagine Collective. Let's collectively imagine how to make our world a better place through the everyday work we do together. We would like to thank our sponsor, One Education, One World, a Section 501c3 certified nonprofit on a mission to bring quality education to children in the rural parts of the world that do not have access to schools. OEOW gives these children quality education by providing them with an educational space, curriculum, supplies, qualified teachers and leadership in underserved communities. The focus is to inspire hearts and minds of all children while fostering their social, psychological and spiritual well-being. If you'd like to learn more on how to support OEOW and bring quality education to underprivileged children, please visit www.oneeducationoneworld.org forward slash donations. Help us make a positive change in our world and our children's lives. Education is the right of every child, even a child far away, living in dire conditions in far-to-reach places. We are here in the labyrinth with Davina Serpentine going 20 degrees deeper into the labyrinth with our leader where I ask them 20 design questions to get to know them even better on a mental and spiritual level. Davina, are you ready for the first question? I don't know if I am, but let's go. All right. That wasn't it. The first question. Now this is the first question. How do you start your day? Do you have any morning routines or non-negotiables? Definitely. I do. I always have to like, I usually have to like start my day with some meditation for sure. And a little bit of breath work, just centering myself. Um, working out isn't necessarily a non-negotiable. I would like to work out every single morning, like right off the bat. But for me, it's more of like mindset stuff. So just like my affirmations, my meditation, breath work, and definitely need my coffee in the morning. <laughs> that makes two of us. How would you describe your favorite quality about yourself? I love how deeply I can love others and um, my ability to just, just my ability to love, I think is very intense and deep. So my ability to love and my desire to want to make other people's lives better. What characteristic do you value most in other people? That's a tough one, but I think compassion and understanding, maybe. It's tough to, to answer that one. If you could travel back in time to any era, 
what time period would you want to live in? Hmm, that's that's another toughie, but I really think I felt like the 80s was kind of a fun time. <laughs> I don't 100%. know why. Like but not being like a child <laughs> in the 80s, but like being like a little bit like more of a grown-up. You can go to like the fun 80s bars and like just the vibe. I don't know, it was pretty groovy, so. The 80s in in America was a hell of a time to be alive. Yeah. But we were babies. I was a baby. I, I wasn't here yet. Oh, you weren't here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, if What is a book that had impacted your life or that you would recommend to others? Mm, there's so many. Um, that's just oh, it's so tough because I, I have a handful. So I think I'll just start with a simple one, a super, super simple one. Um, Think and Grow Rich is a great one by Napoleon Hill. You want to hear a secret? That is my favorite book too. Oh, really? Think and Grow Rich. Absolutely. Yes. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon yes. Hill. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. I wouldn't say it's my number one favorite, but it's a really great book. There's so many good books out there. Yeah. We could have a whole other episode on that book. Um, if you could sit on a bench and have a deep discussion with anyone alive or deceased, who would it be? You're killing me with these questions. You're welcome. Mm. Probably one of my family members that's not here anymore. And who would that be? Probably my great grandma. That's sweet. Mm. What is one of the most important lessons you learned in a relationship? Love yourself. Truly love yourself and um always like it's it's not selfish to choose you first, but you know really like love doesn't chase. Love and love will always like it's to love yourself, honestly. Just love yourself and whatever that means for you, do it. Like, do you. So, like, love you and everything else will work out. Powerful. What is a powerful piece of knowledge or advice that someone gave to you that shifted your perception on life? <laughs> There's a few, but I think um, this one's kind of a this one's kind of a good one for people, but... Like you aren't always going to wake up and want to do the things that you have to do, but being like disciplined with yourself is going to get you the success that you want. So like for successful people and success and just like successful mindset, success mindset, um, do the things that you don't want to do first and do the easy stuff after. Love it. What is your definition of success? It is pretty much oneness and wholeness within you um on every level emotionally spiritually mentally physically like loving yourself on every level it doesn't necessarily mean monetarily but that you have monetary success but if you can have like a full fullness within you and love and you have your health and everything like you know the success will follow um the monetary success but success to me is like really loving what you do and loving who you are do you have a daily mantra or a philosophy on life? They shift. They definitely shift, but I'll share one. I'll share one right now with us. Just whatever, what I'm feeling right now is, um, my, my daily mantra would be, you know, I am love. Love is always surrounding me and I'm always supported and taken care of. Why do you think we are here as a human species? I feel like we're here to live to live out our soul's destiny and our soul's mission and to bring more consciousness to the planet, to bring more love to the planet and to really like ascend into our highest and best selves and to make the planet and each other a better place. If reincarnation is real, what animal would you want to be in your next life? Dragon, but I already am one, so. Awesome. <laughs> What is one quote that resonated profoundly with you? I can't like put it in, I can't formulate it into like a perfect sentence, but like happiness doesn't come from 
outside of you. It comes from within. So that's, I don't know if I'm saying that properly, like the quote that is coming to my mind, but find your joy within you. Find your bliss within you, not from outside forces. Beautiful. If there was one word that comes to mind that sets your soul on fire, what word would that be? Desire. If you had a chance to meet your younger self as a child and share a piece of wisdom of what you now have learned to be true in life, what wisdom would you give to your younger self? You are loved. You you can have anything that you want. Believe in yourself and trust your intuition. <laughs> kind of simple, but still. Thank you. Thank you. When you think of a great leader, who is the first person that comes to your mind? Some of my favorite leaders are like mentors and teachers. So there's like a handful, but I, I really like, um, like there's a, there's just so many amazing people, but I like, um, the way Tony Robbins shows up and how he leads people. I like the work that Bob Proctor does as well. Mm. He's another favorite mentor. Um, those are just two that came to mind, but there's a handful. Absolutely. What is your greatest fear? It's not necessarily a fear, but it's a trigger point and it's rejection. I don't like it. I don't like rejection, but I have to understand that that's also like, you know, it's my like shadow. It's like my own thing. It's like, yeah, but no, it's not necessarily a fear, but yeah, it almost is though. It's some weird way. Right. Yeah. It's something we all have to experience, you know, part of life. Mm, yeah. What is sure. your what is your greatest version of happiness? Mm, just being blissful, being in the energy of bliss and not needing that from some not deriving it from anything other than like yourself, you know, and like loving like being in like that loving space within you, um doing whatever you're doing like whether you're like outside walking around nature, like you know, with friends, working, just being like in that state of bliss is what I would say. To our audience and the people listening, how can they get involved or provide support for your business or your cause? I would say that, you know, just reach out to me on Instagram, Alchemy Dragoness, LLC, um, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N-E-S-S. LLC, or you can find my podcast, which is the Love, Sex, and Money Magic Podcast um, on Spotify and Anchor, and just reach out to me and we'll talk. (laughs) Yep, and we'll include all the links to those sources in the show notes as well. Okay, great. This is a part of the show called Messages to Mankind, where I ask our leader a hypothetical question, and the question is this. If the whole world had stopped only to listen to one message from you and you are reaching every single human being on the planet, no matter where they are in the world, they can all understand you. And you got to carry forward only this one message to all of humanity to help make an impact. What would be your message to mankind? Okay. Well, I would say, You are loved and just know that you are so supported on this journey of life. Do your best to be a good person. Do your best to help others. Do your best to be kind. Do your best to make someone else's day better. And don't ever give up on the journey of self-love, of happiness, of bliss, of joy. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Um, stand your ground when it's necessary and just keep living, doing your best to live a life that fulfills you um, internally, externally, on a soul level. And you can have anything you want. Just keep doing your best and keep loving. Amazing. Thank that, you for that. That was tough. <laughs> it's not an easy question. Beautiful answer. Davina, I want to honor you for your devotion of service to healing and helping others. 
for being a catalyst for people to develop happiness and attract a better version of themselves for bringing esoteric information to light that is not taught in schools and offering a path to spiritual growth for being a voice for women to fully embrace their darkness, their light and their power and to help your clients unconditionally find love within themselves to project that love outward and create beauty in the world. I appreciate your beautiful energy, your kind spirit, and your giving heart. And thank you for joining us in the labyrinth. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well. Thank you for joining us in the labyrinth today with our leader, Davina Serpentine. You may stay up to date on all the amazing things that Davina is bringing to the world by logging on to her website, alchemydragoness.com or follow her on Instagram at alchemydragonessllc and make sure to subscribe to her awesome podcast on Spotify, the Love, Sex, Money, Magic podcast. When we are fully present, we are investing our energy into the moment by exercising present moment awareness. In this state, we discover a detachment from fear. We then create peace and implement our most powerful self. Awaken the leader within and remember to ignite your lights. <laughs>